Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Thanks for joining us for another Soul Talk. And today we're going to talk about the season of Lent that we are starting uh, this week as we uh, air this podcast. You might be listening to it at a different time, which is is fine, because as we talk about uh, Lent, we're talking about self-denial as it relates to our journey with Jesus. We're talking about taking up our cross with Jesus uh, and doing it as Jesus did it for the joy set before him. Sometimes, Christy, for a lot of us, the uh, conversation about uh, Lent, self-denial, the cross, does not feel like there's a joy set before us, uh, at least in the moment. Uh, we know there's joy, of course, in forgiveness of our sins and in heaven and all that Jesus has done for us. But there is uh, just a lot of pain and suffering and questions and difficulties that when we really look close at the cross of Jesus uh, and in our own cross that we carry, our own self-denial, our own suffering. And this is something that you have have really wrestled deeply with. And we've talked so much about this as we've been following Jesus together and and leading soul shepherding in these recent years. And and sometimes around the Stations of the Cross uh, practice that we've done and and the Unforsaken booklet that that I wrote, and uh, which was so meaningful to me, to uh, when I discovered, I knew about the Stations of the Cross for the longest time, but it, it was only like about 20 years ago that I really discovered it as a, an enriching devotional practice for me, and, and not just something that was like connected to like for Catholics to do or like from a long time ago, but actually this is a great thing for all people to do because it, it helps us appreciate Jesus and, and his cross at each of these stations and, and the, the gospel stories that are, are behind them. And so was so meaningful for me and really central in my spiritual renewal that I experienced at age 40, which uh, really just set me on fire again for the Lord and ultimately led to the ministry of soul shepherding. Uh, but one of the things that really came out of this was this practice of, of unforsaken, that, that with Jesus we are unforsaken at the cross. And, and Jesus himself in God's presence, God the Father's presence in love, is unforsaken. And now some of you listening, well, wait a minute, didn't Jesus say, quoting Psalm 22, 1 at, at the cross, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, really, especially as it relates to the passion of Christ, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And sometimes we interpret that as like, that's a literal, a literal fact that God forsook Jesus. And we have a whole theory in our theology around that. And, but that's not necessarily the case. When you read through the rest of Psalm 22, uh, we explain this in uh, the Unforsaken booklet, but the rest of that psalm that Jesus is invoking on the cross speaks about God not forsaking him and, and God uh, loving Jesus like a, like a mother loves a child. And there, uh, so there's another way of thinking about this, that, that at the cross, Jesus felt forsaken. And as he's carrying our sins, uh, even then, God loves Jesus because, well, that's true for us. We're sinners, but yet, well, we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. God comes towards us when we are in sin. He doesn't reject us uh, in anger. Uh, If God is angry, it's in love, and it's with forgiveness and grace and mercy and arms outstretched and a a, a come-to-me expression. 
So this is another way of thinking about the cross, and we embedded this into the Unforsaken journey, and it's been really important for you, Christy. And in fact, I this is I rewrote the Unforsaken booklet uh, to in in consideration of your your tender heart and your sensitivity to help make sure that each of the stations, each of the meditations, each of the ways that we uh, thank God for the cross of Jesus and each of the ways that we join in with Jesus there, that it would actually minister to your soul and bring healing where you are hurting and help you find the joy of this intimacy with Jesus and his Father. Well, I've been so appreciative of that because you succeeded in that, and it has been an experience that's gracious and enriching and really helping me in experiencing God's love at a deeper level and maturing in my faith and in my relationship with Jesus. It was it was really hard for me when you first started practicing the Stations of the Cross because you wanted to share it with me, and I appreciated that you wanted to share it with yeah. me. But I had all of these associations with the cross that were really damaging to me i would i couldn't engage with thinking about the cross or even looking with jesus at the cross without feeling horrific shame and self-hatred it would just trigger it in me this sense of i am so bad how could i be so bad that somebody would have to suffer to that horrible gruesome extent and if god would do that to jesus then how could i believe he wouldn't do that to me and plus the scripture says take up your cross and follow me. And scripture has some pretty harsh teachings about denying self and death to self and suffering, being united with Christ and his sufferings and all of that just utterly overwhelmed me and just caused me to shrivel away from God in terror. And so to see how you were finding such intimacy with Jesus through the contemplation and the prayer experiences of the Stations of the Cross was just increased my shame of, do I even believe the gospel? Do I even trust Jesus at all? Or am I just professing things that I don't believe? Because it was so triggering for me of all this self-hatred and all this shame. Thank you for your honesty, Christy. You're just pouring out your heart here. And so uh, I think what you're saying is that you were having an emotional allergy to the Stations of the Cross. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, when you're really honest, you were having trouble getting close to the cross of Jesus and fully receiving the gift of love that was there for you. Obviously, you confessed your sins. You believed in the that, that you need the cross uh, and God's forgiveness to be reconciled uh, th- through Jesus to, uh, to God. And uh, you've worked all that through, but yet at some deep emotional level, there was this sense of the way you said it was, well, if God would let Jesus suffer like this, what's going to happen to me? Mm-hmm. It just it just produced all kinds of distrust and terror in me and shame. I'm not strong enough. I, my faith isn't strong enough. I'm not devoted enough. I'm not committed enough. I'm not courageous enough. I, I would just all turn on me. And then I would, even with Lent, I, you were practicing Lent and you were finding Lent so helpful and you were engaging with pretty rigorous disciplines of self-denial at the time. And I misunderstood it because to me, I just felt, man, my life is so hard. And God asked me to do, give up 
something else. I've already given up so much. I can't imagine giving up another thing. And I was depressed and I was struggling. And and so I couldn't find any consolation or meaning in the practice of Lent either. At that so time. you needed uh, a deeper, fuller healing from that, that shame and that self-hatred in order to get in a place where you could receive more of the mercy and grace that God is offering you through Jesus and his cross. Yeah, and I was feeling I, I was feeling so much shame. I remember being at a spiritual formation retreat during Lent, and somebody made a joke about um, kind of mocking people who give up chocolate for Lent as if, you know, as if that, that wasn't a meaningful thing to give up. And I remember just feeling so hurt by that mm-hmm. because to me that was that was like about all I could do <laughs> and that 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 was a big thing for me at the time when I was depressed and these practices were not a consolation to me they didn't seem to be helping me spiritually and it just all the more made me feel shame like yeah see see how weak I am see see what a a baby in the faith I am and I felt shame about that because I'd been a Christian for 35 years at that time and so I was having trouble seeing how and understanding how these practices could be a could be a grace could be something that would be good for me to do at that season of my life that judgment you received there and internalized just even having you recall that now and I remember that time but even now I just feel sad again uh, because it's just a very uh, wrong uh, thinking and unloving what came across to you there. Because anyone that really knows you, and certainly if they had any uh, empathy, would, would not say that. Because, gosh, I, I've seen you uh, during some Lent give up chocolate in a way that is so robust in your discipleship and your devotion to God to um, deny yourself something that you really enjoy, although you're not able to enjoy it now because you've <laughs> lost your taste because of COVID. And so that's like a whole other, it's that lingering effect of COVID from so many months ago and still not being able to taste. And so you've got like a perpetual Lent going on here uh, as it relates to not only chocolate, but all food and, and delicious tastes. And that's like a big, that's like a big deal because it's like there's a lot of, uh, flavor in life, uh, happiness and pleasure in life that comes from our eating. And you're just eating for nutrition. And a lot of times it's tasting horrible. And so these feelings are real. And years ago in this situation you're recalling now, but what that person that judged you is not seeing is that when you were giving up chocolate, you were using that to, to, to pray and to to, you you would feel the the loss of of that that pleasure that that taste that 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 energy that that just a little piece of chocolate that you might have in a given day, and then that would would prompt you to appreciate all that Jesus gave up for you, uh, in in the cross, and it would prompt you to to pray and, and place yourself beyond the physical reality of, of your body, your craving for chocolate, your desire for something sweet, your desire for energy, and to transcend that as, as, a, as, the, bi-habit, as the bi-habitational creature that, that you are, that we all are, and draw from the spiritual world of, of God's presence and Jesus' love for you and the sacrifice of the cross. And so you are practicing 
what we talked about. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. What that means is not only the joy of heaven and the joy of us in heaven with Jesus and the hope of all that. Of course, it means that. But it also means the kingdom of God now. It means Jesus embracing the Father's love at the cross now. It means that there is a joy available to Jesus as he is suffering. And, and, and in the complexity of a human being and our emotions, we can feel more than one thing at a time. And Jesus is tapping into God's presence and God's love and God's faithfulness and God's kindness uh, with him as he's going through the ordeal of the passion. And so you are practicing that in your own way during Lent. And so that was a very uh, wrong-headed, uh, misguided judgment there and getting that off of you and see that's what well you you gave me empathy when I shared how that felt to me and that was helpful to me and you know it was an important part of my training that I did in giving up chocolate for those lands maybe it was miniature training maybe I was training for a a a little peewee race or something not a marathon but it still was where I was at and it was what I needed and it's helped me Actually, even in this loss through COVID, it's helped me to still be happy without being able to enjoy some of those pleasures. And I think that training helped me to be able to do that. And to be and mm. the, another thing that helped me was the some of the breath prayers that you put in Unforsaken, like your love, O Lord, is better than chocolate. Mm, yes, praying Psalm sixty three, verse three. Your love, O Lord, is better than life. And so to let the craving and the desire for that remind me of a better, bigger desire, a desire that is more than my desire for chocolate. And that's my desire for Jesus and for his love and his grace. And that's our greatest joy. And what we're, what we're training for whenever we practice self-denial, and that could be as simple as um, a few hours of solitude and silence. That's a, a discipline of self-denial or or abstinence, and these kinds of disciplines are important to have in our rhythm of life because they make more space in, in our schedule and in our heart and soul to engage with God and to engage with other people. And so we always want in our rhythm of life to be going back and forth between some disciplines of engagement like Bible reading and worship and community and service with disciplines of abstinence like uh, fasting and frugality and solitude and silence or Sabbath and so Lent is a lot about emphasizing these disciplines of abstinence, but it's not an end in itself. No, but one of the other fruits of that training for me with giving up chocolate was ever since, now when I would enjoy chocolate, I would thank God for it more. I had a greater mm. appreciation and I could enjoy the chocolate with Jesus as as a a connection of gratitude and of celebration. And see, that's so beautiful. And see, that's where the discipline of abstinence is making space for a deeper engagement with God and with people. That every gift is from God and the Father, and to enjoy that gift of enjoyment of chocolate with God and from him as well. Yeah, and so now you're getting into what we talked about uh, in the Soul Shepherding Institute week that we just uh, completed. And all of you listening, we would so love to have you join us sometime in the Soul Shepherding Institute. It's just the best thing that we do in soul shepherding and 
we have just such a great group of people that, that come in all kinds. We had three different Christian musicians in this last Institute week that we did, Christy, uh, uh, professional singers who, who go to uh, different church groups. And so we have all kinds of people that come. Of course, you know, our heartbeat is pastors and missionaries, and we had lots of those and ministry spouses. But we have other other kinds of, of leaders and soul shepherds as well, and it's, it's a great eclectic group of uh, women and men. We had, had 30 of us, but... Uh, so fun to just uh, press in closer to Jesus with that. And we practice these disciplines of abstinence and engagement together. And just to see how that helps us draw closer uh, to, to Jesus, uh, taking heart from each other as, as we're uh, doing scripture meditations, as we're doing solitude and silence, and, but also enjoying meals together and, and laughter and, and, and fun. I think, Bill, as we talk more about this, these disciplines of engagement and abstinence and how they go together, that that I also want to refocus back to the, that now the Stations of the Cross and Unforsaken are a discipline of engagement for me that is joyful and meaningful and, and is really helpful for my intimacy with Jesus. Before it wasn't, I couldn't experience it that way because of all, all the shame and the the self-hatred that got triggered, but the way now that I have been able to be trained with it and use the unforsaken stations of the cross has been so catalytic and helpful for my appreciations of Jesus' sufferings and my ability to endure sufferings because I feel his empathy for me, because he went before me, because he knows the betrayal when someone slanders me. He knows the betrayal when someone lets me down. He knows the, the, the pain of falling down that, that the unforsaken booklet has helped me to connect with Jesus in my weakness, in my need, when I'm being sinned against in my, when I feel anger, when I'm having trouble blessing the one who's cursing me, I'm finding a rich fellowship and grace through the Unforsaken booklet and the Stations of the Cross for me. It is the sweetest of all intimacies with Jesus and his Abba when we learn the way that you're describing, Christy, of joining with Jesus uh, at the Stations of the Cross, which represent different types of suffering that Jesus experienced that we also experience in life. Now, none of us is going to bear people's sins and, and die on a cross uh, like is the, the the atoning sacrifice for the world that alone Jesus did of course but other things like being judged by Pilate and falling down under the weight of of a huge burden and dealing with uh, grief and uh, people leaving you and rejection and uh, pain in your body and being abused and all these these are human experiences that we all uh, go through and Jesus went first and he went through the pain and he did it trusting totally completely in God. And so uh, it was we bring our sufferings uh, to be mingled with Jesus' sufferings for us. There is a great healing. And so it just so blesses me to see how God has brought this this mercy and this grace to you, Christy, and that now you can find uh, joy uh, instead of shame and fear when you move close to the cross of Jesus and now you find a sweeter intimacy with God uh, through that. And I'm just so proud of you for how you have taken 
courage with your tender, sensitive heart and deep feelings to take courage to move into these areas in uh, such deep ways. And it just is really paid off, not only in your intimacy with God and in your joy personally, but uh, in your ministry as a wounded healer to others. And, and so many of you who are listening, some of you relate to me as a type A thinker and, and, and doer, but a lot of you relate to Christy as more of a, a, a sensitive uh, feeler. And uh, it's so helpful to have Christy articulate these things that, that you're feeling and to know that you're, you're not alone and Jesus is in the middle of that with you. Well, and I want our listeners to benefit from understanding and hearing your journey with Jesus through the Stations of the Cross. So let's do a part two on this. And they and I get to ask you questions and draw you out about your experience. Okay, turnabout's fair play. Okay, <laughs> so let's pray. Jesus, how grateful we are that you love us each individually in our uniqueness and you journey with us at every stage of our faith journey, that you meet us even in different ways at different times because Holy Spirit, you are the master spiritual director and we are so grateful. So Lord, we ask that you would manifest yourself to each one of our listeners personally in this season of Lent in the way that they most need your presence and healing, touch and guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 